And we are now becoming present, intentionally present, through the presence of the one infinite creator, which is presence itself. And inside this sphere of love, all of creation exists. But the way, the beautiful way that the reality is, is that this sphere of love not only transcends us, it includes us, but exists inside us. So we can feel it in our hearts, feel this warmth, this connecting, this sense of community. And I ask that all of us right now call forth the, the world in your mind, the brokenness that might be there, the hurt, hold the brokenness of the world, people you might know, or places inside of us that are broken or feeling hurt and confused, perplexed. Just hold those spaces. Love heals and we trust that the one infinite creator who is wholeness itself will gently invite the brokenness to transcend itself into wholeness. But it takes incarnative love, incar love incarnate, which is what we are, to intentionally hold this brokenness together and then let the spirit of the one infinite creator to mend and bind and heal, bring into wholeness. So when I count from three to one, we can open our eyes. Three, two, one. So the first thing I want to bring into um, what we're going to be talking about is Earth's third density experience. Now we're going to be talking about a lot of things, a, a huge amount of material, which is all of Ra's understanding of third density experience. We're not going to be talking about the nuances of everything. It would take a long time, but I will be packing in some good stuff. Um, some of which I will read verbatim. Some of it is my own words. And some of it is directly from the law of one. And um, maybe if you can just kind of let the words soak in, and this will all be available in the podcast um, afterwards. So you'll be able to re-listen to it. And then by the end, my hope is, is that I'm going to offer a balancing technique. I'm going to first mention Ra's balancing technique um, that we can find. And in, in we already had actually... Um, Troy presented this in 2020. So I went back in the blog and found some of things that he presented to us. So I'll be um, talking about some of the stuff that we had already mentioned in 2020. Um, and we'll talk about the balancing technique that Raw invites us into. But then I'm going to share with you a balancing technique that I've developed that is connected to... Um, self-compassion techniques by Dr. Kristen Neff. And what I find is that it really, really does work. And it works in a little bit more of a different way. When I do the balancing technique that Raw talks about, I do feel a sense of like being balanced. And then I allow the unconscious to kind of synthesize the two different sides of um, a catalyst that I'm experiencing. We'll get into this. So if this doesn't make sense right now, that's okay. Um, but when I do the, what I call the sacrament of solidarity, which we'll talk about at the end, when I do that, I actually feel an explosion of love. Like it, and it's coming from the, you know, the, the higher chakra, maybe even the seventh chakra, just this explosion of love and blessing um, so I wanted to share that with you and see, you know, try it on. Try it on the experience and see if it works. But let's talk about Earth's third density experience, and then we'll move into the need for the balancing techniques later. Uh, there are entities ex there are enti entities experiencing your time-space continuum who have originated from many, many places, as you would call them, in the creation. For when there is a cycle change, those who must repeat 
Then find a planetary sphere appropriate for this repetition. It is somewhat unusual for a planetary mind-body-spirit complex, Earth, to contain those from many, many various loci. But this explains much, for, for you see, you are experiencing the third dimensional occurrence with a large number of those who must repeat the cycle. The orientation thus has been difficult to unify even with the aid of many of your teach learners. Session 10.6. And one of the things that I'd like to say about our building forth, it's also inherent in the name, is this idea that many of us feel called to, if you will, not only balance our inner lives with the catalyst and how we process catalysts, but also um, offer this balance to the world. And when we do it on the inside, we actually do this on the outside too. Uh, so we're kind of like washer machines. The negative energy can come in, the unbalanced catalyst that we're processing and then we can wash it inside and then that will be automatically released through our our body really um and into the world so it's it's important to understand the earth's third density experience <clears throat> here are some other parts of uh, what raw these are my words but you can follow up on the different sessions if you'd like okay so uh, Ra says that Earth's third density experience is a unique third density vibratory environment. Here are some points. Some souls come from second density planets other than Earth who have graduated to third density. Some souls are continuing their third density lessons here because their planets became unviable. Some souls are repeating third density here because they needed more third density experience in order to be polarized enough to accept fourth density love and light. Some souls emerge as newly minted third density souls from Earth's second density. Your pets. <laughs> Some souls are wanderers who come from fourth, fifth, and sixth densities as a response to calling for aid. And some souls have chosen the positive polarity. Some souls are negative. And most souls on Earth remain unpolarized. And we'll talk about that here, unpolarized, because we haven't used catalyst very efficiently. Ross says that Earth's third density vibratory environment is one of the 30% of third density planets in our galaxy that are of mixed polarities. Ross says that 10% are fully negative and 60% are positive, fully positive, like what Venus was um, from which Ra came. Earth is a very intense experience and many souls are choosing to come here now given that Earth is poised to harvest a fourth density soon, given the Earth's culmination of Earth's third density master cycle, the 75,000 years is really coming together um, right in these times. Ross says that Earth will become a positive fourth density planet, but does not know when the shift will happen. Ross says that our Earth's people people's third density collective consciousness spans a wide spectrum of third density consciousness. So we can think of it is, you know, from the newly minted souls who are just beginning to awaken to self-awareness all the way to, to souls who have, are just about to graduate to fourth density, whether positive or negative, and then all the souls in between. So that's a very wide spectrum and it's a unique environment. Uh, because of that. Ross says that Earth and our solar system has spiraled into the cosmic green ray energy of fourth density. This vibratory conditions are affecting our human collective consciousness a lot. So it's just coming in, this, this green ray is coming in and it's affecting us and we're going to talk specifically about that in the next few slides. Earth's humanity's mass consciousness has significant blockages 
that to varying degrees befuddle the flow of the in-streamings of this green ray energy. And why are there blockages? Mostly because we haven't yet processed catalyst in efficient ways. Okay, so if you will, you can see here, um, uh, Ross says that fourth density's income, incoming green ray energy affects the earth and there have been complications. Well, th those are my words but with, with raw, Ross' message. And I do have an image here, something I made a few years ago, and um, sorry it's so simple, but you do have third density kind of moving in the 75,000 years um, from the third chakra of the galactic logos, if you will. And then now we're moving into the fourth density and it'll be a, a while before Earth is a fully activated fourth density planet. But it will happen and Ross says it a couple of times that it will be um, in the positive uh, realm. Okay, so in se session 616, questioner, what is the position of this planet with respect to the progression of the cycle at this time? Ra, I am Ra. This sphere is at this time in fourth density or dimension vibration. Its material is quite confused due to the society memory complexes embedded in its consciousness. It has not made an easy transition to the vibratories which beckon. Therefore, it will be fetched with some inconvenience. Then in 6510, there is the expression by the planet itself of the difficult birthing of the planetary self into fourth density. And then in 6517, the earth as you call it is ready to be born and the delivery is not going smoothly. So, many of us feel that we are midwives here. We're midwives to help birth this fourth density. So let's take a look about what happens when you have green ray coming in cosmically, because the harvest is upon us, and yet we ourselves as a human collective aren't ready for the green ray love. And in fact, what we're going to find here in the next couple of sessions, or um, slides is that we're not even ready for yellow ray <laughs> we're still trying to figure out our orange ray and so we're going to talk a little bit about that okay the green ray energy from the forthcoming fourth density began affecting earth around 1936 and has greatly increased in intensity up to the present what is the effect of the green ray energy upon our consciousness so, Ra, in the face of the cosmic green ray energy coming in, not having developed the yellow ray properly so that it balances the personal vibratory rates of the entity, the entity then is faced with the task of further activation and balancing of the self in relation to the self. Thus, the orange ray manifestations at this time, the space-time nexus. At session 4114. Um, the orange ray manifestations. Let's see what we're talking about there. Okay. Um, how are our individual and collective yellow ray and orange ray blockages affected by the green ray energy? So I pulled these slides out that I'm showing you tonight, except for the last few, um, from an earlier article I wrote on a warfare disclosure and I'm just kind of setting up this it was a very long article but these are some of the slides that I felt that were fitting into tonight's topic a little bit um, <clears throat> so we're gonna just listen to these words these are my words some of which are raw and just see if it starts to make sense a little bit maybe maybe most of this is already um, uh, known to you but I bet it's, if it's not known to you consciously, it's sure known to you unconsciously. Because I know you've been feeling it. Uh, bellicosity and the fear of being violently infringed upon present as yellow ray and orange ray blockages of energy that seeks its resting place, the green ray center. 
The Green Ray Energy Center houses the vibration of conscious awareness of universal love and holistic acceptance of self and others. But since our bellicosity and our fear of infringement befuddles the flow of the energy in our collective self, we experience a never-ending appetite for interpersonal and intercommunal relating. Why? Because our individual green ray centers, as well as the green ray, green ray vibratory conditions of fourth density, beckon the upward spiraling energy to seek and satiate its yearning in green ray love. So if you can see um, the image on the left, this person is in a lotus position here, and you can see the heart chakra with the magnet um, overlaid. The magnet is the green ray center calling forth like a magnet, trying to pull up um, the energy that is coming in from the root chakra and up. But there's the barrier between the yellow chakra and the green chakra, the third chakra and the fourth chakra. There's a barrier there, and that is unprocessed um, catalyst, and it that manifests in bellicosity and our fear of being possessed or our fear of being violently infringed upon. And it keeps coming up and coming up because the green ray energy pours into Earth's yellow ray third density. It's just pouring like rain. And the green ray energy intensifies the heart's longing to be activated and the yearning of the Creator's intelligent energy drawn into the root chakra to activate the heart is likewise intensified. So you have this, the Creator's longing to be connected and, and our longing to be connected in to find that consummation in the, in the, in the heart. But what is blocking us, again, is this sense of bellicosity um, uh, where it is, I'm othering you. I, I, I pit people against me and then want to gain uh, manipulation over them for my benefit or my people's benefit. And that bellicosity, um, Ra talks about as being responsible for the continual issues that we've had really for 75,000 years. And it's why a lot of people are third density repeaters on earth. So this intensification on both ends concentrates upon the first and most significant area of the energetic logjam, the orange ray center. Therefore, the orange ray energy weaves itself all over the other chakras, creating a strong impulse to, quote from Ra, reject governmental and societal activities as such and seek once more the self. Now that's from forty one fourteen. That is a um, it's a it's a I, I, to get the full text or context. It would be good to read the full part there, but for sake of time, let me say that my feeling with like for for example, social media. I think social media from a green ray perspective is exactly what fourth density is all about. I mean, uh, Fred and I have talked about this um, where all of a sudden I'm. I'm privy here in Texas about what's going on in, you know, China or the Ukraine or other places in the world that are being ravished. Um, I'm I'm privy to this. I can see this, and I can engage with with videos of of people recording themselves, and I'm I'm I can be emotionally um, touched and invested by somebody living in a different part of a, the state or country or world. That's never happened before. And that's what fourth density is like. On the other hand, our constant addiction to social media where we're numbing ourselves out or we're trying to find ways to find social mirrors to figure out who am I and, and who, what's my purpose. And we're keep searching for that via um, finding groups of belonging or things that can distract us, especially if they start taking us into that very attractive bellicosity that feels righteous 
or our fear of infringement, uh, being infringed upon violently. So we, um, all of that is to is for the service of uh, coming back into our orange ray center, and which is activated properly when we are able to say, "This is who I am. This is my purpose." Um, and this is my self-identity, okay? But what Ra is saying is that most of us don't know that. We haven't processed and done our own inner work. But the cosmos won't let us go to fourth density. It's, it's like oil and water. It doesn't mix until we can do our inner work. And uh, that's why this is so important. The orange ray blockage will often demonstrate itself as personal eccentricities or distortions with regard to self-conscious understanding or acceptance of self, Ross says in 1512. So in my own words, you know, I, I say this, um, quote, you know, I don't really know myself. I don't know my biases. I don't know how I would have gotten my biases. I don't know how to accept myself. I don't know why I'm hurting. I don't know why I'm restless. I don't know that I'm even grieving. But I do know I'm angry or anxious. <laughs> Maybe I do know those things. That's a feeling I can say, but I don't know so much about myself. You see? Um, and of course, third density is not the density of fully knowing, but we can know about our inner lives pretty well. The fully knowing piece is often in reference to the different cosmic alignments and um, being able to see within somebody else and knowing what they're going through. Um, often we don't know that. And uh, so th there's a sense of humility that we must have. But at the same time, we often need to ask ourselves, what are we doing? Okay. And... Orange ray blockages uh, leads to improper yellow ray development so that a person's self-understanding within relationships with other people or communities will carry the energy of bellicosity and fear of being infringed upon even if at the subtle levels. Therefore, an individual or collective who presents with this type of common blockage often, quote, manifests some distortion towards power manipulation and other social behaviors concerning those close and those associated with the person. And that's 1512. Okay, so again, we've got the cosmic stuff coming in, the green ray. Um, it's, it is awakening us. And what is it awakening us to? It is awakening us to look in the mirror and the mirror is our orange ray center so that we can learn where our biases are coming from. We can learn about ourselves. We can go to those places of brokenness. Because if I can see inside myself my places of brokenness, I can accept your places of brokenness. And I don't need to be bellicose. I'm not going to project or scapegoat you, you see. But how much of our um, world is scapegoats other people? Okay. <clears throat> so here we're going to just continue this um, theme just a little bit longer. Uh, Ross says in 41.14, quote, not having developed the yellow ray properly so it balances the personal vibratory rates of the entity, the entity is faced with the task of further activation and balancing of the self in relation to the self, thus the orange ray manifestations at this space-time. So we, we had said that before, but I wanted to repeat that. And here's what I say too in, the, in, the, um, in this image. If there is blockage in the orange ray center, the emotional or personal center, there will often be problems with self-awareness and self-understanding. Low level of self-insight would naturally lead to a reduced ability to accept oneself more fully because one can't accept or process what one doesn't know. So I'm going to read to you some things that I see in counseling and I see in myself. 
So I'm not saying I'm beyond this by any means. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to learn about myself. And, and that's the great invitation here. So some examples of orange ray blockage might look like this. Uh, narcissistic personality disorder. Untreated borderline personality disorder. Substance use disorder, like drugs or alcohol use disorder. Untreated eating disorders. Interpersonal relationships, which may be characterized by aggressive, aggressiveness or passive aggressiveness or codependency. Addictions that impede daily life self-alienation, um, gaslighting someone or oneself, spiritual bypassing, and scapegoating. So many or most of the above occur as collective expressions, but also they're in the individual level. And don't worry if you think about, oh, well, I've got some of that, or I've got, I've struggled with that. We all do. It's not that we're looking to be individually enlightened here. Um, the third density is by ness it's necessary a, a communal thing. And yes, we can be individually ready for the fourth density um, the density, rather the fourth density vibratory conditions. We can be individually ready, but it's also true that we are part of this one body here, this Earth's un uh, self, vibratory complex self. And as such, you as a member of this body, me as a member of this body, we can actually help clean this body and, and process these catalysts by doing our individual work. That's the beauty of it. So part two is catalysts. Um, <clears throat> the, the image in the middle is Ra's catalyst of mind. We won't be going over that today. Um, we will be revisiting the archetypes in the future but for right now we just want to just kind of lay out a little bit about the catalysts all that you perceive seems to be consciously perceived ross says this is not the correct supposition all that you perceive is perceived as catalyst unconsciously by the time that the mind begins to begins its appreciation of catalyst, that catalyst has been filtered through the veil. And I wrote veil in this case is a bias according to one's worldview. Um, not necessarily, I mean, it's connected with the veil of forgetting that Ra talks about. But if you look at the context, this is my opinion, I'm I'm also very distorted, so I could be wrong. But if you look at the context that Ra's talking about here, pierced through the veil is, is almost equivalent to saying pierced through our own biases, according to our own worldview, of which we are often not aware. And in some cases, much is veiled, remains unseen or misunderstood, half lost, in the most apparently clear perception. Um, so, how does this look? Well, catalysts, like if you see something, all things, all that, all that assaults your senses are catalysts, everything. So me talking is a catalyst. And even though I'm talking and you're perceiving my words in real time, okay, and you're understanding them, uh, and, it, and you think you're doing this consciously, you're not, says Ra. Because everything I'm saying to you is coming, like number one says, catalysts are first received unconsciously. They're coming through our own biases. And then they're going to be coming up slowly into the, the upper subconscious and then the lower conscious and so on and so forth. So then it moves to step two. The veil of forgetting also asks, acts, sorry, as a filter that provides the conscious mind with the unconscious interpretation of a catalyst. So, for example, that veil between the consciousness and the unconsciousness is, you can almost see it as a filter. <laughs> um, and so things are coming up through the unconscious and they're being all, um, uh, 
put into lenses and filters, filtrated into our using our own biases that we've created over time and past lives and so on and so forth. And when it finally gets into the third, or the uh, conscious mind, step three, the conscious mind understands and reacts to catalysts variably depending on how clearly the intended meaning of the catalyst is perceived. When it finally gets to the conscious mind, um, it is already interpreted by your and my unconscious. And if we belong to a particular group, that group's unconscious, you see? So nothing we see or read or anything like that is interpretation free. It's all being interpreted interpreted okay and that's just an important piece to hold because so many times we would not have the humility to admit that i think um ross suggests a helpful man manner to process catalyst efficiently each catalyst as something we experience will need to be observed experienced balanced accepted and seeded which is like a point of integration within us as we grow in self-acceptance and awareness of catalyst the location of the comfortable seeding of these experiences will rise to the new true color or the new energy center the experience whatever it may be will be seeded in red ray and considered as to its survival content and so forth. So Ra then talks a little bit about that process. What does it look like to go through all of the energy centers? Each experience will be sequentially understood by the growing and seeking mind-body-spirit complex in terms of survival, that's Red Ray, then in terms of personal identity, so who are you? <laughs> um, then in terms of social relations, who am I in this context of this community or this nation or whatever, uh, this partner. Then in terms of how the experience, or the, I'm sorry, then in terms of universal love, the heart. Then in terms of how the experience may beget free communication. Um, then in terms of how the experience may be linked to universal energies and finally in terms of the sacramental nature of each experience and that sacramental nature is actually where we're going to be moving to when we do the sacrament of solidarity okay so a catalyst comes in uh and the first thing the uh the chakras and if you know about maslow's hierarchy of needs this actually is very consistent with that so the, the first one the red ray is will i survive how will i survive the second the orange ray is how do i understand myself based on this experience the third is how does this experience affect my ability to rate relate to others or their ability to relate to me now moving into the heart, how does this experience help me to see union and unity of all things? How do I see this experience as a type of love that is given to me to help me grow? That's a great heart question about a catalyst coming through. Then this energy gets called forth into the throat chakra, the, the blue ray center, and the question becomes, how does integrating this experience help me to communicate clearly and non-violently to others? How does this experience help me to truly hear other selves' communication to me? So I just want to insert a little point is when Ra says um, to look at catalysts in terms of how to exp the experience may beget free communication, my th my own bias, so I'm admitting it's my bias, is that Ra is not talking about uh, free communication the way that our society is looking at that issue. Rather, it's about how free is the communication to, how free is it to go through my chakras and to not be blocked 
and rather to be harmoniously balanced and then be given. So that's why I talk about um, to communicate clearly and nonviolently to others and to help me really hear other people. That is free communication. And that is the purview of the blue ray. So then it moves up to the sixth chakra. Excuse me, how does this experience make sense? Given my holistic understanding of different factors, such as my karma, my current mission, the astrological signs, the adept cycle, and the planetary mass consciousness. These would be some of many different kinds of uh, universal energies that Rod talks about. And then lastly, how do I understand this experience as truly holy? And we could also say holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, which is nothing less than the majestic reality of the creator learning about itself through me as me through the catalyst i experience as the catalyst i experience and at that level it's the glory and joy and delight of it all just consumes you like that's how you know you pierced the the veil you've pierced into that um tapped into intelligent infinity when when just the joy of it all this unity and union just all coming together the creator learning about itself and, and all of what that means, it ceases to be a con concept and becomes a gnosis, a living experience for you. And that, that results in a glory, a joy, a delight um, that is ecstatic, you know, and it consumes you. That's the joy that the saints understand. So I would like to uh, share here that both the balancing technique that Ra talks about as well as the blessing technique that I talk about is founded upon one essential thing. And that is what Ra said right at the very beginning in 1.7. You are everything, every thing, every being, every emotion, every event every situation you are unity you are infinity you are love light and light love you are this is the law of one so the balancing technique then would would take that principle and say okay when doug is feeling anxious about something um Normally, the anxiety is something that consumes a person, let's say. Uh, I'm not in charge of my emotions. My emotions are in charge of me. I don't even realize I'm anxious until I can stop and think maybe I'm anxious, you know, as an example. And you can think of some emotions that grab you yourself, too. Uh, you become the pain body, as Eckhart Tolle would say. So the first thing we have to do is actually, when Ross says in the balancing technique, um, <clears throat> so I'll, I'll read this here and I'm not going to spend too much time on this um, because I want to get to the sacrament of solidarity before we end tonight when at the end of the day um, or at some point when you can examine as, as with a scalpel of a surgeon each bias which you can remember attempt to remember precisely the biases or qualities held by you at any moment during the day consciously visualize that feel and again become the bias slowly accentuate that bias until it fills your whole being let me put a pause the reason why that's important is because you are now in charge of the emotion if you can identify the emotion and then you can consciously accentuate that, that means you are now in charge of that. <laughs> That's your Blu-ray, um, likely your Blu-ray ray in charge of the orange or orange, red, orange, yellow triad blockage. Um, instead of it being in charge of you, you are now in charge of it because you can't accentuate something that you're not able to, let's say, fully embrace and see then visualize the oppositely polarized bias 
do not create this bias mentally, but wait until this is called from within yourself by the process of natural discovery. Allow the opposite bias to fill your being until it is accentuated as the bias you originally felt. Now visualize an image filled with both things. This is not indifference or objectivity, but a finely tuned compassion and love which sees all things as love. See, now you are the creator. And Ross says the, the blue ray is, is the first ray of co-creation. You are now a creator because you're able of yourself, you're able to see these biases which you created, I created, and these feelings, these emotions, which then um, are not being, they're, they're, they bespeak a non-processing or a trauma that we haven't looked at yet or something that's going on with us that we want to be able to see more wholly or more um, holistically. And so this is one way to do it is to feel these feelings, visualize when we were happening them, hold it on one side, um, accentuate them, feel them even more. That that gives you the power then to say, they're not controlling me, I'm controlling them. And then on the other side, attempt to allow the other, the opposite of that feeling you're feeling to emerge. And I'm, I'm assuming it takes a lot of practice. I don't do this particular one that well because it really doesn't speak to me. Uh, now, it does speak to a lot of people and some of some of you in our group really like this. Um, but imagine it balance on the other side and then hold both at the same time. And when you do that, then you are the creator holding all things because remember, you are all emotions. And the only response to being able to hold these two paradoxes, these two opposite things, the only when, when you can do that and when I can do that with with an integrity, you know, holding the tension, um, the response that will emerge is a sense of love and compassion because I can love and have compassion for myself and I can love and have compassion for you. And I'm not going to be. Um, I can see the joy in the brokenness in myself and I can see the joy in the brokenness in you. You see now I'm going to now spend just a little bit of time here the next few minutes with what I'm calling the sacrament of solidarity. Okay. And this is about, this is a blessing technique that balances <laughs> at least it does for me and maybe it will for you. And th this is, um, again, based on um, a lot of different techniques. Uh, Brandy will probably recognize some of these. My, my friend that's a counselor here. But also, it's you could if you go to Kristen Neff, Dr. Kristen Neff, you're going to get a lot of great information. So a blessing technique that balances. The definition of a sacrament actually comes from two words. Um, sacramentum in Latin is a sacred oath, a holy oath. A vow, see? And then the mysterion in Greek is mystery. So it's the mystery of solidarity, or it's the mystery of oneness. And how many times do we read Ra saying in the Law of One, um, the one infinite creator begins and ends in mystery? They say, behold the stunning mystery, the stunning unity of the one infinite creator. Uh, so, the sacrament of solidarity is to participate in this mystery of union and unity with all things. And it's an intentional participation. And the definition of solidarity is the whole sum, the whole sum of it all together in one thing. So when I'm actively participating in the sacrament of solidarity, I am saying I'm in it with you and you are in it with me. And together we create this whole sum. Okay. And <clears throat> the um, Ra says that the seventh chakra or the violet ray center 
process experience in terms of the sacramental nature of each experience. The mystery, the full plenum of the one infinite creator that is contained in the moment of your experience and mine. And we are often not aware of that. Why? Because that is processed, appreciated, understood, experienced as a gnosis way up here in the seventh chakra, not way down here in the second chakra. So what we're actually essentially doing, and this is the sacrament of solidarity. It's so easy. It's very effective, takes practice, takes surrender, takes imagination. But I do believe it is the greatest way or one of the great. Let me rephrase that. That's um, an overstatement. It is one of the best ways um, to not only become the one infinite creator, so the adept becomes more and more that which it has always been, the one infinite creator, says Ra, but to do so with a particular kind of service slant or solidarity slant that honors the union and unity of you and me. So the balancing technique is is balancing because I'm balancing on the inner side of myself. And that's good. That's a unity and integrity here. But what if we could also do a kind of balancing technique that honors the fact that people outside of myself are experiencing something that I myself am experiencing? And what if I can take my pain, whatever that is in the moment, and offer it up as a kind of sacrament to be transmuted into a blessing for other humans, my other selves, my other members of this one body, because I have the will to do that and I have the faith. Remember will and faith, how important that is. I have the faith that my love and my desire to be in solidarity means something, that it will, it will indeed bear fruit. So when I can bring my pain and unite it with yours and then bless you, I'm also blessing myself. And that is something that you can actually experience as not only a balancing, but I'm talking a, an explosion of love and joy. It's not just a quiet transmutation, but it's like an ecstatic sort of, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't even know how to say it, like bug and electric, just psh, zap, it's gone. The <laughs> oftentimes the pain can be gone. So here is how um, I have envisioned it. And just try it on and see, see what this looks like for you. Um, the first thing is to identify your feeling. So identify what you might be feeling, the sense of alienation or loneliness, existential loneliness, um, being misunderstood. Identify that feeling, angry. Um, accept it fully. Now, when you accept it fully, this is, I can see it as the purview of the heart. This, this, the heart has the space to accept the pain. So that, that is bringing up this energy from the orange chakra, let's say, up to the heart to accept it fully. And then enhance it, enhance the pain, or at least um, gain some ability to maneuver it. So I almost kind of see it, <laughs> I don't know if this is helpful to you, but I almost kind of see it as a uh, uh, maybe down in the, the orange chakra, you can almost see it as like a bunch of clay or a bunch of mud that's just like amorphous, no shape. And then I'm just accepting the fact that I'm all muddy. And then by the time I enhance it, I, you know, I'm like with my hands, I'm creating a ball. I'm, I'm able to form it, you know. I'm taking possession of it. I'm not making it my identity, but I'm taking possession of it. This, this nexus of energy that I'm feeling that is coming to me as the catalyst of anxiety or whatever that is. So I enhance it and then I raise it up 
Now, sometimes I actually physically do this in my mind, my hands, but I can also, I also do it with my visualization skills. And I connect that pain with all those who are suffering in the world right now with this issue. So if, if it's a heartbreak, I mean, there's, you know, 8 billion people, how many millions and millions of people are going through heartbreak right now or something that you'll be feeling and bless them with this. You bless them. You are the one infinite creator. You have the power to bless them. So visualize them, bless them, wish them well being like, I wish you well being. And I often say, I see you, my other self. I love you and I'm with you in this. I'm with you in this, in solidarity of being a human in third density on earth. I'm with you arm in arm. And then I pray, I say something along the lines of may the peace and joy of the one infinite creator be with you and bless you, my dear other selves. And when I do this, you just feel a shift and I, maybe you can, maybe some of you can feel it now inside you, a shift a pushing up and the, the energy moves up, 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 up and comes out. And you, and, and that is the power that you then send throughout the world to bless the world and the exact brokenness that you're feeling. And when you bless and love and wish for others, well-being, you also receive, it is in giving that we receive. Fred, would, would you like go to? For it. Okay. I just came out unmuted. I'll go for it. I was going to wait to see if anybody let's go. Glorious, beautiful, wonderful, infinite creator. We recognize the call to sacrament. We feel it. We feel you pulling us toward that glorious wonder. And so we recognize that. And in turn, we say, we see you and we love you and we are with you. May this message permeate our lives and our hearts and touch people who we don't even recognize that they're watching us because they are us. And in that thought and in that intention, we say thank you for tonight. Amen. Amen.